Welcome to the very first Sunday Nights at Wesley podcast. Sunday Nights at Wesley is an initiative run at Wesley Uniting Church in Perth, Western Australia on the second Sunday of every month. It's an inclusive space where Christians who are out there organising for social justice and change in the world can come together and reflect on the long, diverse tradition that speaks to us about justice and joy and healing that we call Christianity. For more information on Sunday nights that we have coming up, as well as a community of people seeking restorative, inclusive, affirming Christian worship, please visit us at community.sundaynightsatwesley.com. Hello, everybody. We might get started, if that's okay. Please take a seat. Welcome, everybody. I'd like to begin by acknowledging that we are meeting on the lands of the Wujuk Noongar people. I acknowledge that um, ownership of this land was never ceded, uh, and I pay my, trib- my uh, respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. I also acknowledge that the Uniting Church is in covenant with the first peoples of this nation, and I acknowledge with sorrow the impacts of colonialism, racism, poverty and intergenerational trauma for which we all have a role to play to try to redress. I'd like to point out that this is an inclusive service uh, and that everybody is welcome. An inclusive community regardless of sexuality or gender or race or ability or background or life circumstance. We seek to create a community here which is calling on all of us as servants of Christ to act according to God's word. But more than to merely act, to be proactive in ensuring that we are seeking justice for all people, for the refugee, for the marginalised and the oppressed, for those who are despised and who are shunned this needs to be a safe space. And we acknowledge that we have an important role to protect God's creation and all who reside within it. So welcome, welcome to all of you. We seek to create a place of reflection. We seek to have this be a place of peace. And again, I remind you all that this is a safe space. Hi everyone, we're about to uh, sing some songs and the, the songs tonight uh, have been recommended by uh, Hollis, Hollis Wilson who's our, uh, our esteemed speaker, he's going to be giving the sermon later, uh, so they're all spirituals in the African American uh, tradition of, of spiritual songs, so we'll start with O Mary Don't Weep, so please stand and join us.
sound wonderful. It was awesome. Um, so we're just going to go into a, a bit of a, a call and response. So if you can see the screen, um, we'll speak out together the bolded words in blue. So let us pray. Loving God, we remember that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, you created us, you made this world, and you called your creation very good. Yet often we forget that you are a loving parent of all, not just the few, of those who are like us and those who are different. Jesus told us that you are in heaven, yet we fail to live in awe of you. We take you for granted and we don't see the needs of the disenfranchised and poor of the world. We pray, hallowed be your name. We confess that our reverence for you does not always lead us to care reverently for all your people. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We confess that we often put our own interests first, exploiting your creation and living for our own convenience and self-interest. We pray give us today our daily bread we confess that we consume more than our share of the world's resources, while billions go hungry every day and your whole creation suffers. We pray, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. We confess that we see these words only in spiritual terms, while the Bible is filled with teachings about economic justice and care of the needy. We pray, save us from the time of trial. Help us to resist the temptations anymore, using more, acquiring more, and wasting more. We pray, deliver us from evil, free us from greed and self-centeredness that separate us from you and others. We pray, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever.
Jeff, thank you for the invitation to come and preach tonight and to spend some time with you reflecting on just a few ideas. Now, some of you may know that I serve as the chaplain at Methodist Ladies College. It's our 112-year-old school for girls. And prior to that placement, I served as a staff member at St. Stephen's School in Dunkraig for 13 years. So virtually my entire working life in WA has been devoted to the education of young people. And I see them everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Such is the personal and professional satisfaction that comes from serving in the education setting of the church. Now these, these roles have helped to keep this old man relevant and engaged in the things of the world. And suffice to say, the things of the world these days are clouded by a variety of things that are swirling around us, hence the uh, title for tonight. You think things are bad now? You should have been around in 1865. And I'll talk about what happened in 1865. But in spite of all that swirls around us, I continue to live in hope. And one of the things that gives me hope is an understanding of history, knowing where we have come from as a way of determining where we are going. Now, this is a line that I, I use sometimes with the girls, and they kind of look at me quizzically like, what does that mean? But the truth of it is, my ancestors were born into slavery in the American South. It is such an alien idea for, for teenagers for young people in the 21st century. But we know that slavery began many, many years ago. In fact, it began in the U.S. in 1619, 400 years ago. And the Southerners never called it slavery. They called it the peculiar institution. Peculiar institution. For a people who are not allowed to read and write, not allowed to travel freely, not allowed to choose their own destiny, these enslaved Africans, and later the enslaved African Americans, understood the gospel of Jesus Christ and knew the stories of Moses in the place of the biblical exodus. 
but there were always two theologies at play, the slave theology and the plantation theology. The slave theology was bound up in the story of Moses in the eventual release of the Hebrew people from captivity, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. On the other hand, the plantation slavery was a very out-of-context reliance on Paul's letters to the Colossians and the Ephesians with one simple refrain, slaves obey your masters. This was the theme of the respectable sermon that was drummed into the heads of the slaves week after week after week. But these folks knew better, and the developed oral tradition discerned that the gospel of Jesus Christ was never a vehicle to uphold a system that was underwritten by violence, humiliation, and terror. The slave-era African-Americans developed an intricate theology that understood all too well the liberating power of Jesus as the one who could bring about justice and peace. So when the plantation worship was about obedience, how do you truly celebrate the liberating power of God and the never-ending love of Jesus? Once called slave spirituals or Negro spirituals, these songs carried along that intricate theology that brushed aside the foolishness of plantation theology and lifted up the true nature of Jesus and the gospel message. Now to take us on a brief tour of the African-American spirituals, I turn to United Methodist professor Dr. Michael Hahn. And he reminds us that there were more than 6,000 distinct songs developed during the period of slavery in America. Water was a primary symbol of the slave experience. Africans began their, their captivity by traveling across the Atlantic Ocean to a new land. And they traveled in the cargo hold of those abominable slave ships. In addition, the mighty Ohio River was, was the dividing line between slavery and freedom. So of those 6,000 songs, there is one spiritual that I actually want to stop and focus on. And it's one of my favorites because, one, it's a beautiful song, but also it was a practical clarion call to freedom. The song is weighed in the water, and the lyrics the lyrics are actually quite varied, but for tonight, these are the lyrics that I'm using. Wade in the water, wade in the water, children. God's going to trouble the water. Who those children dressed in red must be the children that Moses led. Who those children dressed in white must be the children of the Israelites. Who those children dressed in blue must be the ones that made it through. Wade in the water. Wade in the water, children. God's going to trouble the water. Its gospel roots are in John 5. 
but you can hear it reach back to the liberation of the Israelites and the crossing of the Red Sea. This is the call to deliverance. The song also cries out about troubled waters. The great theologian that I was introduced to as a student, uh, a student of ministry many, many years ago, theologian Howard Thurman, said that the troubled waters meant the ups and downs, but within the context of the troubled waters of life. And those are healing waters because God is in the midst of the turmoil. Then to remind us that the spirituals, and in particular weight in the water, is a gift to all peoples, Thurman says this, do not shrink from moving confidently out into the choppy seas. Wait in the water because God is troubling the water. So there's the theology. Now here comes the reality. Harriet Tubman, that incredible woman that escaped slavery and then spent her adult life helping other African-Americans escape slavery, made use of Wade in the Water and other spirituals as signals. For example, when the plantation owner heard his slaves sing about being bound to the land of Canaan, he heard something that could mean being ready to die and ready to go to heaven. But on a particular day, at a particular time, bound to the land of Canaan meant, get ready. You're going to cross the Ohio River, and if necessary, you're going to go all the way to Canada to be free. Wade in the Water is a map song, a song where specific directions are coded into the lyrics. Therefore, Tubman used Wade in the Water to tell slaves to get into the water. Get in the water as a means of escape. Get in the water as a means to avoid the bloodhounds. Get in the water to avoid being seen. Get in the water and make it through. Get in the water and be free. Get in the water. In a few moments, as a prayer, as a period of prayer, reflection, and meditation, we are going to sing Wade in the Water. Now, the version that I was listening to this afternoon to sort of get me G'd up and ready to go is one by the Fisk Jubilee Singers. And they're from Fisk University, a historically black college started after the Civil War, after 1865, for the education of newly freed slaves. And the Fisk Jubilee Singers became world-renowned. And one of the interesting things they did is that they didn't sing it the way that the slaves would have sung it in the field. They actually sort of prettified it, if you will. I don't know if that's a real word, I just, but I'm, I'm making it up. They prettified it so that it became um, what they hoped to be respectable, respectable music in the wider community, and they were invited to sing and are still invited to sing all around the world. Now, as we sing this song, Wade in the Water, I urge you to feel the deep 
and powerful emotions that are conjured up in the song. This is the universal gift from those long dead enslaved people. Weighed in the water, the holy water, the troubled water, the freedom water. Weighed in the water, children. Amen. Okay, let's sing. does the flame play in the liturgy of the church? The book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 3, recounts how at Pentecost tongues of fire rested on each one of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In the Uniting Church in Australia, the logo is composed of the Holy Spirit, which is symbolised by the dove and the wings of flame, empowering and guiding us to be witnesses to Jesus Christ. In the use of candles in the church, 
we are talking of the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you would like to, please join us in coming forward and lighting a candle as we enter into a time of quiet contemplation. Trumpet sounds within my soul. 
prayers of the people, when I say, Lord, hear us, your response is, Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, our God, you hear our prayers before we speak and answer before we know our need. Although we cannot pray as we ought, may your spirit pray in us, drawing us to you and towards our neighbors. We pray for the whole creation. May all things work together for good until by your design, your children inherit the earth and order it wisely. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ that begun, maintained, and promoted by the Holy Spirit, it may be true, engaged, glad, and active doing your will. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace in the world. Disarm weapons, silence guns, and put out ancient hate that smolders still. Or for flames in sudden conflict. Create goodwill between every race and nation. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for enemies, as Christ commanded, for those who oppose us or scheme against us, who are also children of your love. May we be kept from infectious hate or sick desire for vengeance. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those involved in world government, in agencies of control or compassion, who work for the reconciling of the nations. Keep them hopeful and work with them for peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those who govern, for those who make and administer our laws. May this country always be a land of free people who welcome exiles and work for justice. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear your prayer. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to this table all who love him, all who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Let us pray. Be present, risen Lord Jesus, as you were with your disciples, 
and make yourself known to us in the breaking of the bread. For you live and reign with God in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In our institution of the Lord's Supper, hear these words of institution as recorded by the Apostle Paul. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And in the same way, also the cup, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it for the remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Thanks and praise, glory and honor are rightly yours, our Lord and God, for you alone are worthy. In time beyond our dreaming, you brought forth life out of darkness, and in the love of Christ your Son, you set man and woman at the heart of your creation. So we praise you with the faithful of every time and place, joining with choirs of angels and the whole creation in the eternal hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the Lord who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. We thank you that you called a covenant people to be a light to the nations. Through Moses, you taught us to love your law, and in the prophets, you cried out for justice. In the fullness of your mercy, you became one with us in Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for us on the cross. You make us alive together with him, that we may rejoice in his presence and share his peace. By water and the Spirit, you open the kingdom to all who believe and welcome us to your table. For by your grace, we are saved through faith. With this bread and this cup, we do as our Savior commands. We celebrate the redemption that he has won for us. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out the Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine, that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ. Make us one with him, one with each other, and one in ministry in the world, until at last we feast with him in the kingdom. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, in your holy church, all honor and glory are yours. God Almighty, now and forever. Amen. The bread that we break 
as a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup we take is a sharing in the blood of Christ. The gift of God for the people of God. Receive this holy sacrament of the body and blood of Christ and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Let us pray. Bountiful God, at this table, you graciously fed us with the bread of life and the cup of eternal salvation. May we who have reached out our hands to receive this sacrament be strengthened in your service. We who have sung your praises tell of your glory in our lives. We who have seen the greatness of your love see you face to face in your realm and come to worship you with all your saints forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Hollis. That's beautiful. And uh, we invite you now to join us in the, you, you'll know this one, the, the benediction song uh, to finish off the service. So please stand and join us. Mm-hmm.